Well, nobody knows the Kansas State Wildcats and has followed the Big 12 like Kevin Keatsman, formerly of Sports Radio 810 in Kansas City, and now the podcast Kevin Keatsman Has Issues has taken off across the region. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. And before we dive into it with Kevin, guys, take a moment out, leave us that rating, review, subscribe to the podcast. It helps us grow this show each and every week because of you. Yes, because of you. And we've got free Heartland College sports koozies that we are sending to you. If you leave us a rating and a review and send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. I sent out a ton of more koozies this past week. So I appreciate you guys doing that. It helps us a lot. And you get to keep the beer cold on game day. Thanks so much, guys. Kevin, let's dive right into it then and talk about this Kansas State team that got blown out by West Virginia last week, 37-10 in Morgantown. How surprised were you by that? And what does it mean for this program moving forward? Well, I wasn't surprised that they lost. I was surprised how they lost. I mean, they were just inept offensively. And, and we thought, and maybe it was a little fool's gold, the first couple, two and a half games with Will Howard at quarterback, we thought they could manage their way through having what is just a very ordinary guy at quarterback. He's a true freshman. They've asked him to not turn the ball over and said, if you don't turn it over, you, we're going to be okay. We'll play defense. We'll play special teams. We'll be all right. Well, West Virginia wasn't having any of that. I mean, that just wasn't going to fly. They took Deuce Vaughn out of the game and said, okay, Will Howard, let's see what you got. Well, Will Howard doesn't have anything. He's 18. He's okay. I'm not, I'm not closing the book on him. He's going to be a good player, but – he doesn't have much velocity on his throws. He's not very accurate, and he's a true freshman. So he got frustrated. He turned it over a couple times, and the route was on. I think we thought maybe Will Howard could be a game manager and K-State would stay in every game because Chris Kleiman really isn't known for getting routed. But that was about as ugly a game as you could see. It was probably worse than the score, actually. So as you look at this team then going forward, Kevin, have you have you put the kibosh on K-State making that magical run to AT&T Stadium, or do you think there's still an outside chance that can happen? Well, they're tied for first, right? I mean, everybody's got a loss, and they've yep. got a tiebreaker over Oklahoma, which helps. Um, if they could go three and one, they're I, they're in. But I don't know if they're good enough to go three and one. And I don't care who they play. I mean, I think they're better than Baylor. But what I saw last week, I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know how they're. They got Texas left. They've got Iowa State. They've got Oklahoma State this week. That doesn't sound all that easy to me. So no, they don't look like any kind of team that belongs anywhere near a title game. Uh, even when they were winning, I didn't think they really looked like that. You know, they pounded Kansas. They scored on defense and special teams. That's what it's going to take. They're going to have to do that. They're going to have to do that against Oklahoma State this week or anybody they play. Their defense is going to have to set them up with short fields or, or what I would just call automatic field goals. You yeah. know, if you get a turnover at the 28-yard line, the worst you're going to do is go three and out and get three points. Well, that's helpful. It's not great, but that's helpful. Um, I, I just don't see them offensively really being able to compete in this league right now the rest of the way. Kevin Keatsman is joining us here. Kevin, when you look at where this program is right now, year two under Chris Kleiman, I don't think anybody saw last year's success happening. And if you told anybody, hey, you're going to enter November with a brand-new offensive line, Skylar Thompson's going to go down, uh, and you are going to be tied for first place in the conference, K-State fans would probably say pinch me. What is Chris Kleiman doing both on the field and off the field behind the scenes that has made this year-and-a-half run so darn successful? Well, the first thing is it's not that hard to coach in this league, I think. You know, he inherited not a great team from Bill Snyder, a collection of players. He's played a ton of young guys last year and this year. They're quote-unquote his guys. So he's out there recruiting what he likes, you know, the type of player he likes, whatever, 
however we would define that. I can't tell you exactly what that is, but he's getting his guys, and they're playing, including this quarterback. That's his guy. He went to Pennsylvania and got this kid, so he must really like him. He's got another one coming in from Colorado next year that people think is, is a real stud, like the highest-rated quarterback K-State's had in a long, long time. So I think he's going to do well recruiting quarterbacks. Carson Wentz helps. Remember, he's got three straight North Dakota State quarterbacks that are going to be in the NFL after their kid this year gets drafted. They're saying this kid's going in the first round. That's three straight quarterbacks he had at North Dakota State that will be NFL quarterbacks. So I think he knows what he's doing there. And I think in the Big 12, if you coach X's and O's and you have a quarterback, you're going to win a lot of games, even if you're at K-State. Kevin, as you look ahead now and you're looking at this conference in general, uh, you mentioned Oklahoma, K-State's got the tiebreaker over them. Where are you putting money in saying these are the two teams that I believe are going to be playing for a Big 12 title at the end of uh, the season? Well, I hate to say it, but I, I feel this every year when Oklahoma screws up early that they always find their way into the game. If you're asking me to pick a Big 12 champ right now, I know this sounds crazy, but I'm going to go with Oklahoma. I think they're going to run the table and win the title game is what I think they're going to do. I think uh, Spencer Rattler's getting better. I think they're finding their groove. It's a weird year. COVID affected so many things out there. I don't think there's any question they have the best collection of players. Um, I just I, – I always feel like Oklahoma's going to win this thing, and then they're going to go embarrass the league in whatever they do in the postseason. That's just kind of how it goes in the Big 12. But <laughs> the rest of this league, they got an upper hand on them. I mean, K-State's got the upper hand. Iowa State's got the upper hand. Oklahoma State's got an upper hand. Everybody's got a path to keeping Oklahoma third or worse in this league. But what I know about this league is, when I'm watching them play, we, you see it too. And so do all your listeners. What you know about this league is nobody really is that good. So that means on any given Saturday, it doesn't matter who you're playing, you could lose. And before we continue with Kevin Keatsman, let's remind you about our great friends at MyBookie.com, where they're offering an exclusive, exclusive offer for my listeners that's you. By going to MyBookie.com and using the promo code BIG12, that's BIG12 for a 100% sign-up bonus. And guess what? You can use it on your Big 12 games, any other college games, the NFL, whatever. You deposit $100, $250, $500, and MyBookie will match it with free play money. You can't beat it. It's a great way to get ahead on your picks and, and just use free money and then feel good and roll it in throughout the weekend. And my goodness, there's a lot to go on right now. Whether it's college, the Pac-12 is back, you know, the NFL, of course, on Sundays. But our Big 12 picks are still looking really good, really good on the season, well above 500. So join us and join our friends and partners at mybookie.com with the promo code BIG12. That's BIG12 for a 100% sign-up bonus. It's so true. Now, I understand that the Big 12 in general, is it probably doesn't have one of the top four teams in America this year. But do you think it's getting a raw deal from a standpoint, Kevin, of, of having a lot of depth? And by the way, this is not, you know, everyone's running the air raid anymore. I think the Big 12 has some nice diversity to it that we haven't seen in, in well over a decade. That could be true. Um, I, I thought it was a positive sign. Tech beat West Virginia a couple weeks ago, I think, right? Yeah. So I, I think that was – I think most people thought Tech is maybe number nine in this league, and if that doesn't pan out, it becomes Baylor. Maybe that's a good sign. KU's dreadful. They're going 0-10, so that's the only game you can predict every week is that everybody will beat Kansas. But I don't know, man. I'm, I'm usually the first guy to say, hey, this is depth. There's some really good teams. But normally when I did that through the years, I would look around and go, look at these quarterbacks in this league. You know, hey, this quarterback's good. This team can score. This team can do that. Well, they're playing defense this year. There aren't a lot of great quarterbacks in this league. 
maybe the most talented quarterback is the freshman, Rattler, and he lost a couple of games early because of mistakes that he made. So it's really hard for me to jump in and say, I think there's a lot of depth of good teams. I think there are, I think there are teams in this league that are all okay. They're not embarrassing programs in any way. They're, they're all fine, but I don't know about very good. I don't know who's very good in this league. I thought maybe Oklahoma State because of their defense, but they looked bad last week in their game. So I don't know. I think I'm leaning – my needle, you know, like, you know, that needle, my needle is leaning toward mediocrity. Kevin, what do you make of, of Les Miles? You just mentioned they're going to go 0-10 this year. I'd be stunned if they didn't go 0-10 this year. And, heck, they may not come within uh, two touchdowns of, of, of anybody the rest of the way. Uh, what is Les Miles doing right? I mean, he's clearly not doing a lot right, but is this a long-term play that KU should wait out, or should Jeff Long be maybe looking around and saying, is there another option here? I think it's pretty easy to look at a program like K-State and see Chris Klein and came in and you know immediately he can coach. I really think that's what Kansas needs. Les Miles is not a coach. He's a name. Maybe he's improving their recruiting. They are committed to younger players. That's a fine thing at this point. But they don't ever look like a well-coached football team. In this league right now, I just don't think the talent gap is so dreadful for Kansas that they have no ability to win a football game. I think coaching is a factor in the reason they're going 0-10. I think that's a bad sign. Look, what they tried to do with Les Miles was pretty simple. All right, we knew he was never an X and O's guy. He never got credit for being a good coach. Nobody thought that. He had the best players. And they're like, okay, let's go get this guy, and he'll recruit, and he'll show him his championship ring, and we'll get all these players in there. Maybe that's happening. I'm, not, I'm completely not a recruiting expert. So maybe he's doing that, and if that is, maybe it works in a couple of years when they have more good players. But to me, it's, it's pretty easy to see. They're not a well-coached football team. My God, they kicked a football two weeks ago with four seconds left in the half to midfield to a kick return that had already run one back in the game. They didn't <laughs> kick it out of bounds. I mean, they're the high school coach in the city that wouldn't have kicked that out of bounds. I, some of the things I see him do are just astounding to me. So my answer would be no, I would not stick with Les Miles. I'd move on and find a young coach that I thought was really good at X's and O's, and that's the guy you show patience with. But you ought to be able to see in the first couple of years that your team is improving X's and O's wide, that they block a little better, that they tack a little better, you know, that they don't kick the ball with four seconds left to the opponent and let them run it back for a punt return, those types of things. And we're not seeing any of that with Kansas. Do you agree, though, Kevin, that if they do, if they were to consider going that route, I, I, I don't like them doing the whole thing. Let's just take a hot coordinator who's never been a, uh, a head coach. I actually like the K-State model going to a guy who's had success, even if it's at the FCS level, level, because, I mean, coaching football is coaching football, to your point. If you want a good coach, get a good coach, not the hot, sexy coordinator from North Texas. Well, here, here's the funny part. KU and K-State basically did the same thing. The AD hired somebody they knew and had worked with before, and that's what that was all about. I mean, K-State fans weren't happy when Chris Kleiman was hired, and Gene Taylor said, I'm planting my flag in the sand right here. What was interesting about Gene Taylor doing it is, he hadn't made a bunch of money. His career wasn't set. He'd been at North Dakota State, so it wasn't like he'd been making $7 million a year as an AD for 15 years. He was basically saying, if this doesn't work, fire me, which was really bold for Gene Taylor, really bold. At Kansas, Jeff Long had a guaranteed deal, but he knew for years he'd known less, less miles. They went way back, and he hired a guy that he knew. I don't know if that's necessarily the way to go for Kansas the next time, but the, the pool of coaches is also very small for them. If you're the hot coordinator or if you're the – you know, the guy, if you're, if you're Neil Brown or you know, one of these coaches that takes these jobs, you're not taking Kansas. I mean, their, their pool of coaches is really small. So what you're saying is right. Maybe they have to go to Division Two. Maybe they go to North Dakota State or 
or a place like that and pick off a coach because there's a lot. The overwhelming majority of coaches simply will not take that job. The, the kind of guy who will take the job is somebody who's out of football that nobody else wanted to hire, and you offer him a whole bunch of money, Les Miles will show up and do that. All right, so, Kevin, what do you do at Texas? Tom Herman may have saved his job over the weekend beating Oklahoma State. There were rumblings that, I mean, he was on really thin ice had they got blown out by the Cowboys. They didn't. He wins. They're still technically in the hunt for a Big 12 title, as, as weird as things have gone there. What is Tom Herman's future at Texas? I think a big part of his future, is, and he's been there long enough, these are all his players, he's built his program, you know, they are what they are, and he, he has two or three head scratchers a year and loses games, and it drives their fan base crazy. But if they still believe they're getting the best talent, the NFL players and all that, they probably stay the course. I actually think Ellinger's a little bit better player than other people do. I, I know he's not a great passer. He's inaccurate. He makes some throws that make you scratch your head. Dang it, he's a tough runner, and he's a competitor, and they're finding ways to win games now. And, you know, if they, if they don't pass first, if they can just get to where it's Ellinger running the football, or they're playing power football, and then they surprise you maybe with a play action or an RPO and throw it downfield, I think they're a dangerous football team. I mean, they've got K-State left. I, I don't think I'd name K-State as the favorite over Texas right now. After what I saw last week, I just don't think I would. Um, I think he's okay, I think. But I'm not on the ground in Austin. I don't know what Texas fans think, but they, they probably should be a little bit more patient. Kevin, Oklahoma State, you mentioned that loss last week. Uh, you've been following this conference forever. Mike Gundy's uh, you know, been there for a large part of your professional career in Kansas City media in particular. I'd love your perspective. You know, you're obviously not in Stillwater. You're not in Oklahoma City. But what is, what is your perspective outside looking in on what Mike Gundy is and what he brings to the table for the Cowboys and, and the Big 12 in general? Well, to me, uh, if I'm an Oklahoma State fan, Mike Gundy's my guy. All right, he's my guy. He's dedicated his life to the football program, and that's cool. He's turned down way bigger offers at way better schools. He doesn't beat Oklahoma. That's ultimately the big problem he has. He gets ranked. He gives, makes a run at the title every year. They get good players in there. They pack their stadium. The boosters like him. He's part of. He's just part of the fabric of the university. He's everything you want. And if they go win a national championship, he's not leaving. If they win the Big 12, he's not leaving. So I think sometimes you have to look at something like that and say, this is our guy. It is what it is. He needs to beat Oklahoma this year, Pete. He's got to beat Oklahoma at some point. Because if he doesn't, they're not going to get off his back. I mean, ultimately, his problem is simply the Oklahoma Sooners. He is Kevin Keatsman. The podcast, Kevin Keatsman has issues, formerly Sports Radio 810 in Kansas City. Kevin, it is great to have you on. The podcast is sounds great. Really appreciate you being here and talking some K-State and Big 12. Thank you very much. Anytime, man. Appreciate it, Pete. He's Kevin Keatsman. Great to have him on the show. And don't forget, our friends at MyBookie, the promo code is Big12, Big for a 100% sign-up bonus on your deposit. They're important partners for us. And you know what? Use it for college, NFL, whatever you want. Our picks are still well above 500. Had a tough week last week, but we are going to get back on track. I promise you that. And also leave that rating, review, subscribe to the podcast. That helps us each and every week. And we've got free koozies for you. Heartland College Sports Koozies. You can only get them by leaving a rating and review and sending me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Appreciate all you guys do. Enjoy the week. We'll talk to you soon.